that's a familiar signature tune, isn't it? Yes, this is The Organist on Cause, and this is John Leeming at the microphone. And today, we're going to be looking at the work and music of a man who did so much to popularise the entertainment organ in all its forms. None other than your actual old organ grinder himself, Robin Richmond. And this, of course, is the way that so many of us got to know Robin. Ladies and gentlemen, the organist entertains. And a big hello from your old organ grinder friend, Robin Richmond. Yes, the founder and presenter of the programme that entertained us throughout the 1970s. Uh, um, by the way, wasn't that a, a lovely programme Damon put together last month as an appreciation of Nigel Ogden, who was Robin's illustrious successor at the helm of the organist entertains? Anyway, here's Robin to tell us how his interest in the organ began, which was back in the 1920s. It all started back in 1925 when, as a top-headed schoolboy at Westminster, I was constantly in trouble for being late for the 9am school service in the Abbey, until I found the perfect hideout. I've been the organ loft. Well, this fired my ambition to become an organist, but as little boys had to do what they were told in those days, I was put to classical studies with a view to becoming a lawyer. But the glorious sounds of the Westminster Abbey organ had inspired me for all time. That was Robin talking about his life in a special programme in 1976 to mark Robin's 50 years at the organ, 45 years in show business and 40 years on the radio. Little did he imagine as he sat listening to those dignified sounds from Westminster Abbey that 65 years later he'd be doing this.
A rhythmic version of Blaze Away in typical Robin Bouncy style. He was around 80 when he played that on the South Bank Wurlitzer. But uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's go back to the early days. Here's Robin again. I went to see Al Bollington, organist of the new Super Astoria Cinema in Brixton, and asked if he could help me. Well, do you play the organ, said Al. Mm, not much, says I. Good, then I got a job for you, he said. I'm going to be the organist of the new Astoria, opening shortly at Streatham, and if you like, you can be my assistant for £10 a week. As you can't play very well yet, I'll do your job for you, for which you can pay me, say, £5 a week, and you'll need lessons too. Shall we say three a week at a quid a time? So with £2 a week left, I began playing professionally. Well, now, in 1933, I took my first solo job as a cinema organist at the Trockhead Cinema in the Tarbridge Road, Bermondsey, just down the street from the Trocadero at the Elephant and Castle, where I was also deputy organist for the great Quentin MacLean. Lady is a Tramp, Robin at the Trocadero Elephant and Castle, where he subbed for Quentin MacLean from time to time. But for him, it was time to move on. One day, Reginald Fort, doyen of theatre organist, came to hear me, and he offered me a touring job on the county cinema circuit, of which he was musical director. He was a wonderfully flamboyant character, and we used to drive all over the country in his lovely old Bentley sports car, I remember. When war was declared, I had a dance band at Hammersmith Palais. It was a swinging little affair with Leslie Jiver Hutchinson on trumpet, Frank Denise on guitar, Roy Marsh on vibraphone, me on organ, and Pearl Carr was our singer. Forgiving and forgetting Take 
let's turn back the years Let smiles come after tears Like sunshine after rain I'm yearning for you by night and by day Praying I'll soon hear you saying I love you Then we'll never part again If you will take me to your heart Take Me To Your Heart Again, Robin, with his little instrumental group, he called Organ Grinders Swing. Then came the BBC. And I left Hammersmith Palais to play the cinema organ at the Paramount Theatre in Tottenham Court Road, and Cecil Madden also engaged me for the BBC unit operating from the Criterion Theatre Piccadilly Circus, where I installed my electronic organ. Robin became a mainstay of the BBC during and after the war with his electric organ, as the BBC always called it, and with his witty, friendly and endearing manner, he was soon a hit with listeners. Paris is the place for action, not wasted words, and he sums up all the million and one charms of new baby doll in the one magic word, sugar. Thank you. 
Sugar, Robin at the BBC on his electric organ, doubtless playing the jangle piano with his right hand at the same time. He was employed by the BBC not only as an organist, but as a presenter and producer of, of general entertainment programmes as well. Older listeners may well remember his stints as presenter of the daily Housewife's Choice record request programme for many years after the war. He even once had a go as a speedway racing commentator. A little over an hour and a half ago, 16 riders began the first heats for the honour of becoming world champion and winning the trophy presented by the Sunday Dispatch. We're taking you over to Wembley now for a commentary by Robin Richmond on the concluding heats. Here he is speaking to you from Wembley Stadium. Well, here at the World Championships, the riders are just coming out for the 14th race, and Freddie Williams seems a cert. I can't tell you, but in this heat, there's Freddie Williams in red, Cyril Brown in blue, Orb Lawson, who's well-placed in white, and Jack Parker in yellow. So that's Williams, Brian, Lawson, and Parker. Williams is on the outside, Brian number three, uh, Lawson is on the inside and Parker is number two. Well, I can't see anything stopping uh, Freddie Williams uh, winning this championship, but anything can happen in this game. Well, they stop at the two yards mark now, the starting marshal. They always stop the riders there in case they get a creeper. They're up to the tapes. Williams, Brian, Lawson, Parker. Williams, Brian, Lawson, Parker. And they're holding back Lawson. Williams, Brian, Lawson, Parker, they're off. Robin commentating on the World Individual Speedway Championship in September 1950. I wonder if his prediction of the winner was right. Now, after the war, Robin did quite a bit of touring on the continent in Denmark, Holland, Germany, amongst other places, uh, sometimes socialising with British troops there. Uh, on one occasion, someone managed to record a snatch of one of these social get-togethers in Germany, and uh, I suspect that some of it would, would never have got past the BBC centres. Uh, this recording has suffered from the ravages of time, I'm afraid, but uh, you might like to hear a bit where Robin at the piano bursts into song, uh, probably after a few whiskies, to extol the virtues of smoking, uh, something that this programme is definitely not endorsing. Now, I'm a fellow with a heart of gold, the ways of a gentleman, I've been told, the kind of a guy that wouldn't even harm a flea. But I can't wait until I've met the guys who invented the cigarette. I'd murder that kind of a bitch in the third degree. Now, seeing that I don't smoke myself, and I don't reckon they harm your health, I've smoked all my life, and I ain't dead yet. The nicotine plays are all the same at a petty party or a poker game. Everything's got to stop while they have that cigarette. Smoke, smoke, smoke that cigarette. Bark, 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 and though you bark yourself to death, you can tell them at the Golden Gate that you hate to make them wait, but I've got to have another cigarette. Yes, uh, different times, of course. Anyway, back to the organ. I've already mentioned Robin's cheerful BBC manner, something that made his theatre organ shows sparkle too. Robin Richmond here, seated this day at the organ, but neither weary nor ill at ease. Who could be at this beautiful four-manual organ here in the Goman State, Kilburn? Let's get the programme swinging right away with the help of Steve Race's catchy tune, Swinging Bells. Thank you. 
Robbins swinging the bells at Kilburn in the 1960s. With the growth of the theatre organ hobby movement, Robin was much in demand for concerts, so not just for his cheerful, bouncy playing, but, but also for the warmth of his gentle, emotionally driven ballad styling, the sort of playing, he once said, which is only possible if you've been in love. Here he is to make the point at the COS Midland Compton when it was in Marston Green Hospital in Maybe you'll be there at Marston Green. Ah, I wish I had been. Back to the BBC again. For 27 years from 1940, a bright twice-daily programme of rhythmic music went out live, usually from the Maidervale Studios. Robin and his musical combo were often on hand to liven up our day. Thank you. 
Pocketful of Dreams by Robin and his gang from a 1961 Music While You Work broadcast. But it's the theatre organ that most of us remember Robin by. When he started The Organist Entertains in 1969, he launched a great revival of interest in the instrument and exposed us to all sorts of players, styles and instruments. Organ societies flourished and concert attendances soared. It was a second golden period. Robin, of course, had always seen the potential of the instrument. Uh, Back in 1936, when he got wind of BBC discussions about acquiring a theatre organ of their own, he phoned Comptons and suggested that they get to Broadcasting House immediately to make their case. And so, of course, it came to pass. More than three decades later, he did the same again and got the BBC's third theatre organ installed in Manchester. And here he is at that Wurlitzer with Spooky Takes a Holiday. Bye. 
Robin at the BBC Empress Wurlitzer, jangling milk bottle tops and all. <laughs> now, uh, while Robin was busy with the organist entertains, not many people noticed that he also did a short series for BBC local radio on the Rogers Theatre organ. Here he is introducing the programme on Radio London in 1973. Hi everyone, it's Melody on the Move. Robin Richmond at the Rogers Theatre Organ presenting a programme of light-hearted music. I have a suspicion that those programmes were supplied to local radio by Rogers for just a nominal fee. After all, uh, BBC Radio operates on a shoestring. Robin was much admired by his friends and colleagues in the theatre organ world and tributes came in from all over for his 50th anniversary celebration. Reginald Fort, who got him his first job, sent this message from Florida. I'm sure I don't have to tell you how much I value our close friendship over the years. I've always had a deep appreciation of your many fine talents and the marvellous job you have done in keeping the theatre organ so very much alive over there. And I'm sure you don't need me to tell you who sent this musical tribute. Yes, Reginald Dixon, of course. Well, I've only really scratched the surface of Robin's wide-ranging life and work, but I'm afraid we've run out of time now. Robin was an outgoing, enterprising pioneer in so many different ways. He took risks to promote new ideas and events around the instruments and the music he loved. His public loved him too, and unlike many entertainers, he didn't hide from them. His address and his phone number were in the phone book, and anyone could give him a ring at home. Those of us who love the theatre organ owe him a great debt of gratitude. Now next week, Damon Cox will be back with another tribute, this time to Paul Kerner, another organist and entrepreneur who died at the end of November. But before I go, I expect you're all champing at the bit to know if Robin's prediction about the 1950 Speedway champion was correct. Well, let's find out. And the final result is the young Welshman from Port Talbot, local boy Freddie Williams, is your new World Speedway Riders champion. Second, Wally Green from West Ham. And third, Graham Warren of Australia. Yes, he got it right. So we say goodbye to Robin with one of his big, richly harmonised emotional ballads straight from the heart. 
From the Granada tooting, she's funny that way. <laughs>